You are listening to the Baby Sleep Answers Podcast, the podcast that answers all your baby sleep questions, but it's also just your friend in your ear here to let you know it's normal to struggle, it's normal to have anxiety, and it's normal to want to sleep more. Welcome to the second season of the Baby Sleep Answers Podcast. Hopefully this season I will have figured out volume better because I have gotten a lot of people telling me they can barely hear me or that I move away or that there's clicking noises. And I expected all that for the first season, but this season we can expect more. Something that's changed is that, no, nothing's changed. My life is pretty much the same. We were just gone for a whole month. We went to visit my sister up in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and it was so beautiful. Just perfect weather, especially when you compare it to the 105 temperatures that were reaching down here in Texas. Uh, and it was just beautiful. I loved being up there. I, you know, my sister's got this wonderful little cutie patootie. She's 14 months and just the I just love her so much. And I was able to help my sister in real time, in real life with her sleep. So I really, really like that. Uh, Baby girl is sleeping much better. Um, And by baby girl, I mean my sister's baby girl, not not our own. We we are our two-year-old. Actually, she slept pretty good last night, but then at 3 a.m. she wanted to come into bed. We actually, um, we cut, we put down the, wow, my brain is gone, but we put down the edge of a crib to make it into a toddler bed yesterday and she did pretty good she decided to fall asleep next to the bed next to her new little toddler bed but she was so proud of it we got her all purple sheets and blankets for like ten dollars on amazon because she loves purple and so it was a pretty big success but yeah at 3 a.m she came into bed and then she was up for almost two hours because she took a 10 minute nap yesterday baby girl cannot handle any naps and we know this because she's a low sleep needs but she was so tired and the car was so hot on the way to my friend's house that she slept for 10 minutes and obviously that just ruined my whole night anyways that's a really long introduction like you are used to and to this new series that i'm gonna have this second season which are called which are called the first few weeks i'm gonna do just the first five weeks Uh, maybe just four, depending on how how it's going. But basically, I want to give you guys uh, kind of like a point to turn to when you're like, okay, what should I expect? I'm expecting and my baby's coming and I'm not sure what to expect the first week. And then after the first week, I want you to be able to go back and be like, okay, yeah, that made sense. What do I expect the second week and the third week and the fourth week? The weeks start blending together. That's why I don't know if I should do four or five. Uh, And, you know, at the beginning, you really can say the first week is so different from the second one. But when you get to four or five, six, they kind of blend together. Well, week six is pretty, pretty unique in that there's not a lot of sleep going on. But anyways, a second introduction to introduce the fact that this is the first of that series and this is week one. So what should we expect week one? You have your new little tiny baby and you're not sure what to expect. You've probably heard that you're not going to sleep much or you're going to hear that some babies cry a lot, but I want to give you the specifics. So let's get to it. I specifically remember, like I can visualize the room I was in. I can see the, you know, that whiteboard that they have in the hospital with the name of the kid and whatever the goals are. And they're not usually filled in, but I wanted it filled in. So we filled it in. Um, And so I told her to put my goals and everything on that. And she wrote and told me while she was writing it, you're going to wake up baby and try to feed baby every two to three hours. And I was like, oh, like at the night too, like thinking she would say, no, of course not in the night, silly, just during the day. And she said, yes, round the clock. She didn't, she didn't think it was funny. <laughs> I thought it was funny, but she was being very serious. Um, 
I mean, add to the fact that also my milk hadn't come in. So they were telling me I had to pump like mega pump. And she was saying every two to three hours pump and then put baby up to the breast to see if he will, he will eat. And, but I was just like, are you kidding me? Like every two to three hours? No, you don't understand. I need, I need my sleep. I like my sleep. I don't sleep too much, but I need it. I need at least six or seven hours straight. So I don't, I don't think this is possible. And she just looked at me like, oh dear. <laughs> like, I, I don't know what to tell you. And she left. Um, so that was my, my rough introduction into the fact that newborns do tend to need to eat every two to three hours. Now, there are some doctors that will tell you, um, you absolutely need to do this. And then there's some health professionals that say, no, don't wake them up. You need to listen to whoever is taking care of you. And so you can even ask them ahead of time what they recommend, the pediatrician that you'll be with or the OBGYN, what they recommend and follow that. The reason for waking up a baby every two to three hours is to make sure that they eat. Um, there is, you know, a lot of evidence that they don't actually need to eat anything in the first 24 hours. They're okay. Um, so don't stress about those 24 hours, but then, you know, they're going to probably suggest that you wake them up to feed them every two to three hours. And so that's going to be kind of just a blueprint of what your life is going to be like for the first couple of weeks. Usually after two weeks, once baby goes back to birth weight, then you're allowed to just kind of let them wake up whenever they want. I do want to mention that because I didn't know babies lost weight, but basically right when they're born, they weigh them and then, you know, they lose a ton of that water retention uh, or whatever it is. And then they lose weight before you leave the hospital if you're having hospital birth. And so what the doctors want to know is that within two weeks, they're back to whatever weight they were weighed at when they were born. Is this super scientific? Uh, I should not comment on that because I'm not a medical professional. <laughs> but basically, that's usually the guideline that they have you have. So at least for the first two weeks, you can envision yourself being up in the middle of the night with your little one every two to three hours. That sounds a little more daunting than it actually is, to be honest, because you have this rush of serotonin, this rush of oxytocin, I mean. Um, yeah, I googled that. I, got, I had that wrong <laughs> thing. But you have that. And so it's not that daunting, especially when you know to expect it. I feel like when you don't know it's coming, that you're going to have to be waking up and feeding a baby and changing their diaper and trying to calm them down every two to three hours. That's like, what? I just literally gave birth to them. Like, how am I supposed to do that? Uh, but so when you know, I feel like it's a little easier. I know with our second and third kid, we knew to expect. So it wasn't as daunting, but it's still exhausting. So what I recommend is to definitely talk about this with your partner and be like, who's going to do this? Who's going to do that? I want to share what we usually do, which is whenever baby's time to wake up, <laughs> our babies usually wake up by themselves. But whenever it's time to feed baby, Joe will get the baby. Joe will change the baby and then hand me the baby. Um, in some cases, my first baby, he was really angry and hangry when he woke up. So we would, I would feed him on one side and then Joe would change his diaper and then I would feed him on the other side. And then that kind of helped him calm down a little bit at night and soothe back to sleep nursing. But it, it was really important for us to know that Joe was going to be the, doing the diaper changes at night because I was going to do the feeds. Um, I'll, I'll have to do another episode where I tell you specifically our, our first two weeks with our first baby because they're pretty funny and I'll maybe that'll be in my next episode. But just having a plan is really, really important. And then also just kind of practicing changing a newborn's diaper. Obviously, you can't 
practice with a real newborn but with a doll or something just so you have the mechanics of it if you've never done it before because you're going to be doing this exhausted you don't want to be turning on the light so you want to do it with minimal light and you're going to be doing it probably to a crying baby so if you can practice just kind of um putting a diaper on a baby that would be really really good that might sound dumb to you and if it does then just ignore that but I think the fact that Joe went to like daddy class and he knew how to put a diaper on really helped us that took off a little bit of the stress Uh, especially if you have a partner or you who is more liable to get anxiety about doing things right so that's just as far as like this is what all babies need at night (laughs) during the day you'll probably have a pretty pretty sleepy baby who is mostly sleeping if not pooping or eating you know the people say that babies just eat sleep and poop that's literally it for the first week for most babies and so what you want to worry about regarding sleep is really nothing I don't want you to worry about anything in the first week I have parents that are like how do I teach them independent sleep the first week I don't want you to worry about that If you want to and they're calm and they're awake and you know they're sleeping and you want to put them in their bassinet, then go for it and see if they'll fall asleep. But if they're crying or if you want to hold them or if you want to nurse them extra, do not worry about sleep. This is not the week to worry about sleep uh, independence. Something you do want to kind of think about, and I don't mean worry again, uh, is whether they have their night and day cycle in. A lot of babies are born with thinking that their their bodies sleeping their naps at night and sleeping their night sleep during the day which means they have kind of spurts of like an hour or an hour and a half in the middle of the night where they're just wide awake our little cutie had this and I just I can close my eyes and see his little cutie face just looking around in the darkness uh, with his little eyes and we were like he's awake but at the same time we were so in love with him we didn't mind Uh, so that first week was just beautiful just having those really quiet moments with a baby in the middle of the night. But of course, you don't want that to last forever. So you do want to make sure during the day you're offering them a lot of sunlight time. If it's cold wherever you are, well, I'm very jealous, first of all, but at least get some artificial light. Some, in, if you're in Scandinavia or something and you definitely can't get any sunlight, you do want to have one of those lamps that gives you like 10,000 lux of light because that that helps the body regulate and know that, okay, right now it's daylight and we're going to go to bed at night. At night, once it turns like, when sunset falls, you want to make sure it's really dark. You want to make sure you have only red light if you can, or super, super dim light in there in the room or the house or wherever baby is. You want to be quieter. You want to start putting white noise if you're going to be using white noise. White noise is really good. Um, a lot of people ask me if there are bad, sim- bad, parts of what's that word (laughs) if there are any risks to white noise but there's nothing definite nobody has come out with any research that says there is but there is a lot of research to say that it helps baby soothe and it helps baby fall asleep mostly because it reminds them of the womb and you know loud noises are very comforting loud repetitive noises are very comforting to most newborns so you want to turn that on at night sorry my my watch has started beeping on the hour and it's it's like a five dollar amazon watch so i don't know how to take it off i gotta ask joe how to do that um but <laughs> you want to make sure that 
it's dark and that nighttime is kind of business. You're not singing to them. You're not trying to do too much with them. Um, but you know, there's a lot of consultants that are like, do not look them in the eyes, do not interact with them. This is sleep time. And you can take that approach if you want to. And if you're more of a type A person, but if you're just like, you know what, this is my one week old, I want to look them in the eyes in the middle of the night, we'll work on sleep next week or something. That's okay. Do not stress about anything. I think that's my main thing for week one. Don't stress. Don't expect a lot of sleep, but do not add stress to it. Enjoy the oxytocin that you're having. Now let's troubleshoot a little bit. Sometimes babies aren't super sleepy the first week. They are just wide awake. Again, don't stress. Feed them every two to three hours, whatever your um, health provider said, and then try for sleep every 50 minutes at the most. Most babies at this age can only handle 50 minutes at the most during the day. Some babies will handle more. And so if you try after 50 minutes to get them to sleep because they've been awake and they're not falling asleep, that's okay. Snuggle them, nurse them, give them a bottle, uh, walk them outside. Just don't worry about it. Just keep on trucking. Now, if you know they're getting overtired, you have a little bit more knowledge of sleep, then just try to put them in a darker room when it's... Um, they don't really have melatonin, so they don't need darkness to create melatonin, but darkness can, um, wow, where are my brain, where's my brain going today? Sorry. Darkness can help them not be so distracted, especially there's just some babies that are way more aware than other babies. And so if you have a very aware baby, prep yourself for your life, very aware toddler is coming at you. Um, but you're going to want to go into a darker room with white noise if they're having a hard time falling asleep for naps. I do want to give you some red flags to look out for. If baby will not stop crying, if baby is just fussy all day long or fussy all night long, that is not normal. A lot of doctors will tell you, oh yes, that's babies, babies cry. But in general, if baby is crying a lot, they're trying to tell you something is off. And so it could be, you know, people call it colic, but it really is just gas stuck in their tummies. Uh, people call it, you know, fussy baby, but it's really just they're overtired or they, again, they have gas and, or they're hungry. You know, a lot of babies are actually hungry. They're not actually getting the food that they need. They don't have a proper latch. And so a really, really big advice I have, <laughs> I can't ignore my, my language. I, I used to be able to say, well, sorry, English is not my first language. But by this point, I can't even say Spanish is my first language anymore. I feel like I don't have great grammar in it anymore. Um, but anyways, a huge toolkit to have even before your first week is to get to know a lactation consultant and get to know that you trust them. A huge, a perfect place to find them is go on your local Facebook mom groups and ask about it or ask your friends if they have a lactation consultant they trust. Because like all lactation consultants, they're like all professions are good and bad ones. I have a horror story. Um, I haven't been doing this for a while, but before the pandemic, I used to volunteer at a women's shelter. And I would go and talk to them about sleep. And one time, a mom of a one-year-old said, when can we stop waking them up every three hours to feed them? And I said, um, what? <laughs> you have a 12-month-old and you're waking them up every three hours to feed them? And a bunch of them nodded. And I said, no, you, you don't need to do that. And she said, well, that's what our lactation consultant told us, that for the first year to year and a half, we had to wake them up every three hours. And I was just like, I, I was, you know, I was starting my business, so I didn't want to be like, I have authority to tell you not to do that. But then again, I had a first baby, I had talked to a lot of moms, and I knew that was wrong. But I just like, I was like, okay, well, maybe find another lactation consultant, or a pediatrician to tell you about that, because I don't want to negate what some professional told you. But anyways, all to say, 
um, you have to find a lactation consultant that feels right. And they will help you. A lot of them will come to your house or do like a Skype call, uh, especially if you're not near them, if they're somewhere else. <laughs> Sorry. Um, that was just obvious but you want to find them and make sure they can help you make sure that the latch is okay because if baby is not latching then they're not eating properly and they could be hungry or they could be gassy so again a baby that cries a lot all day or it just doesn't feel right follow those instincts and find someone who can help you usually a first line of resource can be a lactation consultant that you absolutely trust especially if you're kind of looking for protecting that wake window of 15 minutes Something that happens a lot is that the first night moms are in the hospital, second night moms are in the hospital and they're having lots of help and then they get home and that night baby just kind of loses it and they're up all night, they want to nurse all night or bottle feed all night and you're like, oh my gosh, my baby's broken, I must be doing something wrong, I don't know what to do, my life is going to suck and so I want to tell you anywhere between the first and third night it might be really, really rough. And also it might be really, really different from the rest of their life. They might be finally like, oh, I can nurse or I can bottle feed. I am going to nurse and or bottle feed as much as I can. Uh, and this basically the physiological response of your body is to create milk if you're nursing. Um, and it's kind of like their first little growth spurt <laughs> where they just eat and eat and eat and they just want to eat and eat and eat all night. My poor sister just went this with her twin, went through this with her twins one night of their first week. And that was, I don't know how she's still alive because <laughs> it can be exhausting. But just be aware of that. Your babies will not, you don't have to think your baby's broken. It is very, very normal. This will happen again at three weeks and then probably at six weeks for a lot of babies. So don't freak out. So my main advice for this first week is don't stress prepare as much as you can, and then just expect to be up a lot with a baby. Again, just to summarize the little things that you can do, uh, practice diapering a doll, reach out to a lactation consultant ahead of time, especially if you're intending to nurse, but also bottle feeding um, lactation consultants can help you out with that as well to make sure the latch is good. And also work on daytime being bright and loud and nighttime being dark and having a white noise. Now, I don't like to spend money, so I'm not going to tell you which white noise machines you must buy because all of them are good as long as they're not super loopy. Um, you, you can look for one that does no looping. Uh, but you can also have like a YouTube video of white noise if you need to calm them down or on your phone. You don't have to spend money. Um, I could I could create a podcast on you don't have to spend money for your baby because there's just a whole industry that kind of convinces you that you have to have all the latest things for your baby and I'm just not not part of that um, I do like some products and if you have questions about products you can ask me I do have a lot of people that reach out to me and offer me codes for my followers so go ahead and ask me uh, but yeah so those are the main basic tips for your first week Thank you for listening. I will come up with uh, weeks two, three, and maybe four, maybe five in the future. Let me know if this is helpful. And maybe you're listening to this in two to three years, expecting your first baby. You just found me. So congratulations. And reach out to me with any questions. You can find me at Baby Sleep Answers on Instagram, on Facebook, and Andrea at babysleepanswers.com. <laughs> and then also be sure to sign up for all our freebies at babysleepanswers.com slash podcast. And I hope you have some great sleep tonight.